Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they're hurled from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Jack, could you help me cook some dinner? I mean, I don't really have any magic like the others to make this all fancy and tasty and stuff, but I'm sure we could whip something up, right? Yeah, like the old days, fended for ourselves on those janky indie movie sets before the big times. (laughs) Exactly! Remember our infamous fried chicken at Spanakopita smoothie with Coca-Cola base? I bet we can top it. Let's get cooking. Alright, alright. You grab the moldy bread. I'm gonna heat up my hammer. I'll grab some raw meat. What else do we need? Uh, peanut butter? Frog legs? They'll come in handy, I think. Yeah, yeah, they'll be good. Uh, what the heck are the, uh... Haggai's? Does this say Haggai's? Fuck it. Toss them in. Happy one year anniversary of Cast Party, everyone! We can't believe it's been a year already. To celebrate, we're launching a bunch of brand new limited edition merch designs over at cast-party.myshopify.com. From Xander Streetwear to Matthias's University Crewnecks, most are out right now, and the rest will be slowly released throughout the week. So, if you were ever looking to snag some cast party merch, now is the time. We also have our very first vlog to share with you all for free over at patreon.com slash castparty in honor of our very first year together. We road trip to visit our wonderful director, FaceTime with Anna from across the country, and visited Salem for some spooky adventures, all accompanied by personal thank yous from everyone in the cast and crew. Speaking of spooky adventures, have you ever wanted to see us run through a one-shot of the time Xander was actually abducted? Because we are so close to our very first stretch goal over on Patreon, and you all can make that happen. Head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to check out all of our exclusive goodies like monthly one-shots for your eyes only, ears only, your ears only, behind the scenes of every single Cast Party episode, and so much more. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the one-year anniversary of Cast Party. Oh, my God. This is it? Yeah. Oh. Episode 27. Oh. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my lovely cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an Emoy Heart musician who went through a breakup when he left his home state and headed to Cali. He's been working on a new breakup song the entire time he's been in Fendrea called I wore my heart on my sleeve, but you turned my favorite shirt into a homemade cutoff crop top. (laughs) (laughs) Anna Brisbane. Blueberry Sky, the elven druid actress trying to save the world through art, who is also allergic to peppermint. That's all. Peppermint? Ooh. Oh, right. Solid. Nigel Deacon. Hello. Xander Gucci Supreme who lost that jacket from the last episode's intro in the desert at some point and is still kind of sad about that. It's one of the three things he's truly sentimental about. <laughs> oh, your real estate jacket? Yeah. The one you bought with them? Oh. Mm-hmm. Who's going to dig it up is the real question. And Vince Perino. Hi, yes. Hello. Jet the Boulder Chambers. On average, Jet has two bowel movements a day. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about what happened last time. You opened your way into Fable's fixations. Fable, armed and ready, was surprised to see you and told you about how the shop is on a separate plane and the flowers around Fendrea that you found all lead to her plane when pulled on. She said she could release you outside of Eagle Hill, but you did some shopping before that. Some sending stones, some endless rope, a dagger of blinding, a cloak of billowing, an amulet of health, and a fuck-it bucket later, you headed out of Fables to find a cemetery with a well-taken-care-of gravestone with the name Darien Swelton. Leaving the cemetery, you saw Eagle Hill to your east, but you headed west back towards Faramore. At the entrance to Matthias's, you found two people handing out flyers. Finn, the elf, took you up to the university to see Matthias after finding out you were the newbies and explained he was on guard duty while Kanu was gone. There were lots of students on the university grounds, and one particular illusion specialist was making dogs to meet girls. Blueberry took a liking and used a fey spirit to bring the dog over to her. Finding this man to be a liar, an illusion specialist, she discovered his name was indeed Jan Stamos, and rushed (laughs) into the university. Talking with Matthias, you gave him way too many sloppy eyeballs, and he warned you of the dangers of giving Kingsley this serum. He told you all to get some rest and meet him in his office early the following morning. You had a heartfelt talk with Kingsley before resting for the night and awakening level 6. There was some invisibility shenanigans in the very early morning before you quietly headed to Matthias's office. He ushered you in, dropped a white powder at his feet, and said, Alisander, rise and let us in, revealing a staircase going downward into the basement of the university. He brought you to a square room with a table in the center where Kingsley was tied down. Jet held Kingsley's hand while the rest of you did your best to assist Kingsley. He is blessed, has an advantage bardic inspiration die, and is tied up. Jet stabbed the serum into Kingsley, and after a moment, small blue droplets of some liquid formed on him and started expelling out of him. Matthias put a barrier ten feet around Kingsley. Now there is a swirling mist of blue particulates that revolve around Kingsley, but stop at the purple barrier Matthias put up. Jet inside the wall, the rest of you watching as Matthias clutches a necklace under his clothes, and his other hand glows the same purple as the wall. 
And so the scene is set. The question is... Roll initiative. No. Oh, God. So soon. This is how we start year two. Right in initiative. Roll initiative? Question mark? With a question mark, because it's a question. 11. 9. 18. Please, let's start a new year off with good rolls. New year, new dice. Let's new go, Jet. Year. New year, new dice. Let's go, Jet. <laughs> new year, new me. This is the new year's for us. Woo. 18. Oh, we have to roll off. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, what's what's your dex? Two. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you cannot beat that. Eight. That's a one. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Heck yeah. Bitch. On initiative 20, there are a lot of these larger globs of this blue magical essence that get expelled outward from Kingsley's orifices. Mouth, nose, and ears all together form large globs that shoot out away from him. These clumps are blue, but also have a green tint to them. They fling out of Kingsley and hit Matthias's purple wall and fall to the ground. They begin moving on their own. These tiny slug-like leeches made of magical energy bear razor-sharp teeth, and you can see them start moving towards Kingsley on the table. Sebastian, roll me a d6. Oh, shit. Four. Four of these leeches show up. Oh, man. Jet, at the start of your turn, you feel the sting of this magical energy that is pulsing and moving around Kingsley. Ah, why? You're taking one damage, and that is your turn. Okay, so can I take Charlotte's protection and have it hover around Kingsley while I'm right next to him? Mm -hmm. So, and then with two hands, where is the closest little glob snot monster? They're all within like 10 feet of you because of how small this thing is and you're right there, but there's two real close to you. Okay, and they're within the ring still? You saw them get expelled from Kingsley. It looked like they hit a full-on wall when they hit that. Okay, I want to move to the closest one to me to the north, and then I'll just two-hand swing down, try to make him a pancake. A little blue pancake. Making pancakes, making squid pancakes. (laughs) Slug? Slug pancakes? Does 22 hit by chance? Very much hits. Oh my gosh, look at you go. Look at you hitting (laughs) something, Jet. New year, new Jet. (laughs) Seven damage? Yes, seven. Seven, you're able to get a good squish out of this thing, and a big portion of it just stays on the ground, but you can see this thing is still moving and trying to get closer to Kingsley. So I already used my bonus action, so I'm just going to attack again. 14. 14 hits. Yes! Yes! Ooh, these guys are weak little boogers. Ooh, 14 damage. That completely squishes this thing. This thing completely goes bye-bye. I want to stomp it in the ground a little bit with my foot. (laughs) There's just a little bit of that bluish-green goo on the ground now. Xander, that is your turn. You are outside of this ring that Kingsley currently has up. All right, well, I'll start out with a quick... Fuck you, slug, and cast Hex on the one that is directly south of Jet. But, like, I don't really trust the the magic wall to allot all magic in, so I'm going to throw the glass dagger, the one that makes noise. I'm going to throw that at the slug as an attack. 21. Very much hits. 
It's only a d4. Plus two, so three damage. Plus six necrotic. As you throw this thing, it shatters inside this slug, and the slug just explodes. Hype. On initiative 15, you can see that Kingsley, who was laying down pretty motionless, his muscles start to spasm. He is moving quickly, and you can hear those chains rattling. He's making an attack roll on himself. He looks like he's not hurting himself that bad. It looks like these chains are keeping him in place. Sebastian. I'll just plop Daisy down real quick and see if I can line up a shot on the most southern slug for the crossbow. Ooh, 22. 22 hits. You guys have not missed yet. Six piercing damage. It goes through this thing. It spurts out a big chunk of this magic essence behind it, and then it just bounces off of this wall while your crossbow bolt goes through it. This one does look like it is still moving. And then I will use my bonus action to inspire Jet because he's done so, so well at hitting things. I want to make sure he can continue to do so. Oh, my heart. I shoot the most southern sluggy boy, and realize I can't sing to him right now, so I'm just going to kick Daisy behind me real quick and hope it makes noise and, and just scream that he's doing a wonderful job. Thank you. That is initiative 10. Who would like to roll me a D100? Oh, not me. I got it. Yay, Nigel. 84. I feel like that's bad. Kingsley, his muscles have stopped spasming as much. But then there's a lot more of this blue coming out of his pores. Nothing seems to happen right now, though. Mm, I don't like that. All right. Blueberry, you're up. I'm going to run around to the other side of the ring to be in Jet's protective aura and also like 15 feet from Matthias. And I'm going to ask Matthias, how does this, this barrier work? What does it do? He's clutching the necklace that's underneath his robe and holding that hand up. He has closed his eyes and he is looking downward. It won't let magic pass through it. It can happen on either side, but not through it. So if I cast hold person, will it not work inside? As long as it is not a projectile, it will work. Just like Hex worked because it was not a projectile. So yeah, so as long as it can like be summoned into being from within and doesn't have to pass through. Yes. Okay. I will cast Hold Person on Kingsley. Okay. Wisdom save, 15. Jet, what is your charisma? Oh, yeah, because he gets to add it to it. I forgot. Two? Unless he chooses to fail. I don't know what his mind state he's in right now. I don't think he would choose to fail because he doesn't know where it's coming from or what's happening to his body. I'm about to cast Hold Person on you. (laughs) (laughs) Stay still. He is going to fail. All right, so he's paralyzed. Hopefully that's a good thing. (laughs) That is the slugs. And you can see these things get up and both of them crawl over Mm -hmm. and are able to get up Mm -hmm. on top of the table. Mm -hmm. And both of them are currently on top of Kingsley. It looks like it took them a long time to do so. They did have to dash to get oh, the good. 10 feet there. Oh. <laughs> that is back to initiative 20. 
Nigel, give me a D6 roll. No way. Four. Four more. God damn it. <gasps> of these slugs shoot out in different directions. On initiative 20, you can see a bunch of these beads of blue liquid on Kingsley's forehead slowly just form a mouth on his forehead and it just goes... Hey, dude, what are you doing just all tied up here? You're not doing anything. Like, what the hell is that? What is happening? Out of his forehead? What in the world? 84 on my table is loud voice ridicules caster on initiative count 20 for one minute. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Jet, you're up. Xander, you're on deck. Jet, you got two of these things on top of Kingsley right now. One of them is injured. You can see it's got basically no tail because Sebastian shot it. And then there's four of these things around, not quite on him yet. So they're on him, so I can't actually swing on those. Do you like baseball style? Swing them off rather than down. T-ball, not baseball, sorry. T-ball, it's a stationary ball. It sits on top. Whereas baseball, you would throw the ball and you'd hit it out of the air while it's flying towards you. Uh-huh, yeah. So instead, what, I'm, what I want to do is, can I just grab them both? Or would I only be able to grab one? You'd technically only be able to grab one. Okay, yeah. So for one attack, I could grab one. Because I don't want to take a chance of hitting Kingsley with my hammer. I will let you try to use the shove action on one that is currently on Kingsley and try to shove it into the other one to get them both onto the floor. Okay, I'll take that. Would they then be prone or would they just be five feet back? Can slugs be prone? I guess we'd find out. I mean, they're falling off a table because they are tiny creatures. So I would probably make them be prone. Okay, no. If you're able to make multiple attacks with the attack action, this attack replaces one of them. So I guess you would be able to grapple more than one creature at a time. I would let you grapple both of them on the table. It would just be two attacks. And throw them? You would have to throw them on your next turn. But you'd, you'd have one in each hand. Okay, yeah. okay, I'll take that. Yeah, all right, let's roll that. Roll strength. Or is it athletics? I forget. Athletics. Uh, I got a zero. <laughs> There's a nine. <laughs> oh, the nine beats a zero. And a uh, 16. I got an 11 on the second one. Hey, all right. Give me those little sluggies. You are currently holding the two slugs that were on Kingsley. Are you going to move anywhere? Or are you going to stay next to Kingsley? Yeah, I'm going to stay right where I'm at. Xander, you are up. All right, so hearing what Matthias said about uh, how magic can't go through the wall, but I saw that the dagger could, I'm going to assume that I can, so I'm going to try and step through the wall. Can I step through it? You can indeed. Excellent. So then I'm going to pass the hex on to the northernmost slug. <laughs> no. The slug's on either side of me, directly left and right of me. So I'm going to go to the one to the left. Arms pointed straight out in either direction. Finger guns ablazing. I'm going to fire an Eldritch Blast at each of them. 26. Easy. Aw. And 10. 10 does hit. Oh, holy shit. Damn. Then the first one's damage is... Okay, so max damage on that for 14 explodes. <laughs> nice. Plus two necrotic. Not that it matters. Ten damage on the other. Just another goopy explosion. 
That's why they call me the rootinous, tootinous cowboy at cowboy camp. <laughs> <laughs> that is Kingsley trying to make an attack roll on himself, but he is paralyzed. His muscles don't look like they're really functioning. And does he make a save for that at the end of each turn? Yes. That is a 16 with Jet's aura. Damn it, Jet! Yeah, that does it. Sebastian, you are up. Okay, can I yell over to Matthias? Matthias, have you seen these before at all? What is going on? Never. Never in my life. Oh, cool. Could you take a guess at what they might be weak to? Uh, They seem pretty weak as they are. (laughs) Okay. I'll walk up right to the table. I'm going to walk on the opposite side of the slug 10 feet in front of me. So getting in between the slug and the table, whip Daisy back around and give the slug a nice little thunder wave cord and try to push him back 10 feet, hopefully into the wall. Oh, con save throw. Con save of 15. Ooh, that is a two. Nice. Not bad. 12 thunder damage. This thing does indeed hit the back wall, but it hits the back wall as splatters as this cord just completely like a sound wave going through jello. Just reverberate him until he shakes and explodes. That's all I want. Sebastian, you got anything else you want to do? I'll look over at Xander doing finger guns and I'll give him some finger guns. Watcha-cha! Bardic inspiration so he can have something. I'm feeling it. While you're feeling it, roll me a d100. If it's double zero, is that... Usually 100. 200. Wait, no, wait. (laughs) So you got a two on the d10 and zero, zero. On the percentile. So you got a two then, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need... Someone roll me a d8. Got it. Four. This is the worst thing you could have rolled. Oh, Oh, no. Jet, all of a sudden, this blue energy swarms around you as you and Kingsley switch places. Oh, what no. the what? fuck? Kingsley is laying on the ground with now two tadpoles on top of him. Jet, you are on the table. And Jet is chained to the table. Oh, oh fuck. No. What? Blueberry, your turn. This <laughs> <laughs> went crazy real fast. Um, I'm going to walk into the ring and I'm going to cast Hold Person on Kingsley again. Wisdom saving throw. No way. Fails. He is paralyzed again. <sighs> I guess I will meander a little further and then... Bonus action, wild shape into a polar bear. Polar bear? A polar bear? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I'm going to roar at the slugs. Oh, my God. That is the slugs. Kingsley is paralyzed, and these two things are on top of him. Do they get advantage on a paralyzed target? Yep. And if they hit, it's an autocrit. What? Oh, wow. That's 22 to hit. And the other one, that one's only a 14 to hit. He does have the shield. Demon with the shield? Oh, yeah. So that still hits. Oh, no. Kingsley, why'd you come down here wearing nothing but linen? That is 
eight damage from the first one. I could have given him extra leather armor or something. Ten damage from the second one. Oh. All right, all right. Kingsley is unconscious. Oh, oh my god. What? Oh my god. No Excuse me? He's so weak. And then this other slug, the one that has not moved yet, is able to dash and get on top of Kingsley. Why is he going there? I'm going to bite that bitch. Give me an opportunity attack. 22 to hit. Very much hits. Does my bracelet add one to the damage or just the attack? Both. Yeah. 16 slashing. Good lord. Hot damn. This thing tries to get over to Kingsley and you help it by just shattering it into a billion pieces and it showers (laughs) Kingsley in this blue essence. Delicious. That is the top of the round. You can see this mouth on Kingsley's forehead has not quite stopped. (laughs) Oh shit, now we're on the ground. What are you even doing with your life, man? What are you even trying with this shit? Why are these things crawling on us? Get Get them away. Wow. And I need a D6 roll. Four. Oh my god. Oh my god. So now there are six. Two of them currently on Kingsley. Two more get spouted out and smack these walls that Matthias is so eagerly keeping up. That is Jet's turn. Jet, you are tied to a table, but these blue droplets are still swirling around Kingsley. And I have rolled one every time. Good, keep it that way. (laughs) It's another one damage. This can be a lot of damage. I'm fine with it. So I'm bound, aren't I? (sighs) I'm going to try to just break out. Give me an athletics check. (gasps) Oh, how does a 21 sound? Tell me how you think it sounds. Good. Very good. Where I break the chains off of the wood on the table and I go... (laughs) (laughs) You do remember you have Bardic Inspiration, right? Yeah, but I have 21. So you are able to snap all four of these chains Ah! off. (laughs) (laughs) And you do it just like you said. You aren't actually able to get the chains off of you. You completely rip them out of the wood. So you still have the chains attached to your arms and legs. Hell yeah, I do. It makes me look badass. Yeah. You still have your full movement and a bonus action if you'd like. I'm just going to stand there and just flex. Xander, you can see that slowly, even though Kingsley is now in a different position, this aura of blue, it's not just around Kingsley. It's still kind of taking up the entirety of this central cylinder that Matthias has. Okay. So because of where you're standing, you are getting pelted by these little blue droplets. Okay. That's four damage. You nerd. And do a concentration check for X for me. Ooh, that's gone. That was a three. Did you have advantage for Warcaster? Oh, I do. I do. And you have inspo. All right. That's dirty 20. There yeah. you go. Thank you. Two of these slugs are currently on top of Kingsley, and there's four around the perimeter of this cylinder that look like, again, they're chomping at the bit to get to Kingsley. All right. So I am going to start by doing two of my healing lights, two good vibes, no, three good vibes at Kingsley. So that's 3d6. Four plus four plus six. Fourteen. 
and I will Eldritch Blast the two that are on him. First attack is 24. Second attack is 19. Goddamn, boy. One of these has been hit before. Do you want to go for the one that's hit first or second? The damage might matter. First one was hit. Second one has not been hit yet. Six. Blast it right off of Kingsley. Excellent. Six. You're able to take a big goopy chunk off of this thing, but it is still on top of Kingsley. Yuck. So again, you can see this is when Kingsley would be spasming. Doesn't look like it's quite happening. Sebastian, you are taking, now that you are inside this cylinder, mm-hmm. eight magic damage. Oh, oh my god. I thought you were rolling a d4. Oh, just pelted. Oh. Are you holding concentration on anything? No. You're up, though, Sebastian. Okay. I am going to look down at Kingsley, get ready to do a strum on the, the boys on top of him, and then just Xander fucking blast them, so I'm assuming they're both dead, even though the one's still alive. Can I take a step down and hit both of the east slug and the south slug with a thunder wave, if possible? Is that can I can I make that happen somehow? They're only ten foot away, and with a fifteen foot cube, you could do so. So go to strum on Kingsley, see Xander finger blast him, and I'll just continue my little circle and do almost like a pirouette, and then blast uh, <laughs> the other way instead. I just love finger blasting slugs. I'm going to do this at second level. They both fell. Beautiful. 14 thunder damage to both of them. Both of them, again, just reverberate, shatter like jello. Boom. Who wants to roll me a d100? As long as Sebastian's done. I'll do it. I'll let her roll. I do want to give Blueberry inspiration, so I'll use my bonus action for my very, very last bardic inspiration slot. Holy shit, Blueberry. That is the polar opposite of the hyena. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone now has inspiration. Kingsley, Blueberry, everybody. Everybody is inspired. Wow. Maybe don't inspire Kingsley. (laughs) I know. I I guess I should have. I wasted my advantage one on him, too. (laughs) Anna, what'd you get on that D100 roll? 75. Uh Uh-oh. Kingsley has these beads of blue essence all over him and they start to coat him like he's just got this gross liquidy blue all over him and it starts to glow so so brightly rip uh oh Sebastian and Jet you are now blinded god damn it come on rip Jet Jet I can't see where are you? Blinded by the light. Blueberry, you are a bear, but you are in this blue cloud. You're taking one damage. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Polar bear has 41 hit points remaining. So I am a large... Can I... I can be in the same space as the slugs, right? Yes, they are tiny creatures. All right, so I'm going to stomp over to the, to the one on the edge of the circle. Right up to Kingsley and the other one. I'm going to bite the one that's on Kingsley. Oh, no. With bless. Oh, no. Okay, so that would be... You have inspiration, too? If I add inspo, which is an 8, right? D8? It's a D8, yeah. I'll do it. Yes, it's an 8. Okay, so 17, then. 
definitely hits. And that is nine piercing damage. <gasps> You're able to just grab this thing off of Kingsley. I and shake just, it like a dog toy. And it's just this blue, <laughs> gross essence that just goes each way. I spit it out, and I'm going to claw the one that's right under my feet. Give me another attack roll. Okay, 17 on the next hit. 17 hits. Ooh, 17 slashing. Jesus God, damn. It just explodes. You just stomp right on it while you're biting the other one, and it just goes everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I need to roll concentration for my one damage. Oh, no, that's a nat one, so I guess I drop concentration on whole person. Just lay on them. You're a bear. <laughs> True. <laughs> Blueberry, is that the end of your turn? You know what? I'll step out. I'll step out of the circle. Yeah, you use your movement to step out of the circle. That is the slug's turn. So yeah, as this thing is moving away, you have a reaction available. Uh, slash! I don't know about this, but I've got lots to add. Okay, so 9, 10, uh, 11. 11 hits. <gasps> oh my god, he's dead. 12 slashing. Blueberry, it's yours. I mean, I'm just, I'm just slashing at it as it barely <laughs> leaves hey. my my grasp. I'm just gonna slash it right through into ribbons. You slash it right through. It stays in form for just a second as those claws go through, and then falls on top of itself, and then spurts onto the ground. Ew. Who wants to roll me a d6? I got it. One, one. Five. One. Oh, oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> Stop letting me do things. With that five, you hear coming from Kingsley's forehead. Oh, come on. You got nothing else left in you? This is some bullshit. As the blue floating cloud sucks back into Kingsley. <gasps> what? No more slugs show up. What? I don't like this. Even though I can't see what's going on. Kingsley sits up. Oh, I feel much better. Insight check. <laughs> Give me insight. 13. He's breathing really heavy. He looks like he's stretching out one of his shoulders. He looks and sounds like he's doing pretty good. Well, that was interesting. The mouth is gone. Oh, no, I'm still here. What oh, do you think no. I am? I don't even understand. Why is this guy moving again? This little mouth continues to just berate Kingsley. Who is talking right now? Oh, my God. Is this one of the side effects you guys talked about? Ow! It bit me. I want to walk into the circle and cast a spell magic on the mouth. <laughs> so you drop polar bear and you dispel magic. Hey, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, 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 I can help you. I can, I can tell you where all the secrets are. I promise. No, 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 please. It is no longer on his forehead. You kind of sounded like uh, like Donnie from the Wild Thornberrys <laughs> That's there. what I was yeah. just <laughs> At the very end, the little rambles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Kingsley is sitting up now on the floor, not on the table, breathing heavily. Can I, can I get some water or something? Am I still blind? 
as he says this, your blindness goes away. Just wiping goo out of my eyeballs. I'll hand him a, a water skin. What are they called? <laughs> Canteen. Yeah, you can see that he, he starts chugging this water. Huh. Bluebeard, this is really good. It's normal water. It was just water, Kingsley. No. Yes. But it's, it tastes really good. It's okay. Blueberry, did you put something in your water? No. Have you been holding out on Xander this whole time? Yo. No. Not cool, Blue. He's just clearly very dehydrated. Did you see all that liquid that came out of him? Can I take it? Jet, you take the water. And I want to smell it. Smells like strawberry. What? I Can I pour some out into my hand? It looks like water. What? Yeah, it's really good water. See, I'm worried if I try this, if it's going to do something to me. Jet, is it like vitamin water or something? Bottoms up, and I'll take a sip. Kind of tastes like a crystal light packet, but a little bit better. It's water that tastes strawberry Blue, what did you do to this? Nothing, it's just been there. It tastes like strawberry. When the heck did you fill this? Like yesterday? This morning? I don't know. I want to take out my water canteen and take a sip from it. Tastes like water. What the fuck? I want to give it to Kingsley. Oh, no. Oh, this one's pineapple. Oh, no. What? What is going on? Pineapple water. I want to take it back and and smell it. Smells like pineapple. I want to take a sip. Tastes like pineapple. What the fuck? Matthias, what does this mean? It means it worked. Oh, shit. You made him a soda fountain? What did we do? No, no. (laughs) He's using magic. What? Accidentally? It's because he doesn't know how to control it yet, but he could do magic again. Uh, I guess it's better than not. Yeah, sure. This is amazing. This, This actually worked. I don't know how it happened. This is phenomenal. Ayo Kingsley. Yeah. Try it with this, and I'll hand him the... Suspiciously strong ale. Oh no! <laughs> oh, God. What is it like? Whipped cream vodka. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a big sip, and it tastes delicious. And he drinks the entire thing. I don't want oh, drunk no. wild magic. No. Oh my God! Oh my God! This is amazing. And you can see that Kingsley's arms start growing. His biceps get really big. He gets all veiny and he pushes himself (laughs) up. Oh, I can do much things. (laughs) And he starts climbing up the walls and onto the ceiling and into the rafters. I'm thinking of the Spongebob episode with the inflatable arms. Oh yeah, it's Uh. like that, but everything. His quads are as big as your head right now. Oh no. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I messed up. What did you give him? You know, it's the it's that drink that we stole that uh, that we borrowed from the from the magistrate place. Wait, has anyone ever tried that before? Yeah, I had some. Did it make you strong? I, well, I don't remember a lot from that night. I'm gonna be honest, but I think so. Suspiciously strong ale. Oh, blue, you you're onto something there. More, more. Wait, uh, did you read the label before you drank it or no, Kingsley? Uh, he grabs the bottle. Uh, I don't really know. Um, these letters. Um, 
Can you read? Not right now. <laughs> Alright, well, does anybody have any food on them? We got donuts. We haven't done donuts today. Donuts! Oh, oh yeah, donuts. Yeah, can I have a donut? We're only a D6. Donuts in the morning. We got five donuts. Can I have a donut? Wait, give me the vegan one real quick before he ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to give mine to Kingsley and, and have him can just, just ha- take... You can, we can all have one. There's five no, of us. No, I want to give mine to him. Give Kingsley a donut. He scarfs it down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Sa- save a tiny bit. He just wanted you to take a bite. How how did it taste? Was it good? Oh, it's good. What did it taste like? Donut. Okay, finish it off. sense. All right, so he's only changing water right now from the looks of it. Again, that is good that we, we got him thus far. He can do the magic he wants to do. He just doesn't know how to control it yet. But that's something you can teach him, right? That's what we're here for. Hell yeah. That's progress. That's something. Let's go, bro. Yes. We need to talk. So, come on. Let's get him out of here. And so Kingsley is currently doing a handstand and walking on his hands out of the room. (laughs) Oh my god. As Matthias heads out of this room, ushering you all further down this long hallway. It opens up into a makeshift bar area. The back wall has a bar and there is an open area in front of it. There's some couches and some bookshelves here full of books. Matthias waves his hand towards the bar as he walks in and glasses begin pouring themselves from a keg at the bar. They each float themselves over to you as Matthias goes behind the bar and grabs a glass of his own and begins filling it. Cheers, I guess. We, we did it. Cheers. Cheers. Kingsley is, he's trying to do like a keg stand on his own by holding himself up with one arm and drinking from the cup upside down to try to chug the beer. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. And he gets back down and he smashes the glass on his forehead. Oh my God. <laughs> Excellent. Matthias, how long is this shit going to last? You guys brought that in. I don't even know what it was. Oh, God. I hope this isn't permanent. He's just drunk, bro. Have him go over there and read one of those books or something. Kingsley goes over to the little area with the couches and bookshelves, and he grabs one, and you can kind of just hear him, like, flipping pages. Matthias kind of has you all sit around the bar with him as he's grabbing a drink of his own. This long ago was where magic was tested. The limits of magic were pushed to determine just what could be done by someone or a group of someones if they had the right knowledge. The basement was hidden after the magistrate tried convincing us that magic wasn't meant for mortals to learn. Soon after the threat started against the university, I made nice with the magistrate and was able to keep this place a secret by being so cooperative with the changing of the university above. Problem is, now that the magistrate has been in power and spreading their influence across Vendrea, it is hard to find students who are passionate enough about magic to go against the magistrate. They've been taught from such a young age that large displays of magic are to be outlawed. Everyone up there wants to learn ways to make food taste better or fix things without the use of tools. They want little things to make their lives easier, but they don't care about the things that can change Fendrea as we know it. Those are the things that are important to study. Wouldn't you agree? I guess so. Yeah. Because if we don't have that knowledge and someone else does, 
they can change whatever they want with no repercussions, however they see fit. The magistrate is strong and diligent, but they are not everywhere. There must be other magic users who are practicing world-shattering magic that the magistrate might not even know about. If we do not have people with a good moral compass that also have that level of magical ability, then unspeakable things could occur. From his robes, he pulls out that necklace that you saw him kind of gripping earlier. And you can see the necklace is a compass. When different people look at the same moral compass, they see different things. How can we know someone is in the right? How do we know what we say is right truly is? How do I know where my needle points truly is the right direction for Fendrea and all its inhabitants? This is something I often gripe with. You don't know. You just do your best. And listen to other people and what they think. And just kind of come to a conclusion that can change. Based on other people's experiences and what makes the most sense. You said you want to travel far distances. To other worlds, even. Yeah. What would you gain from this power? Going home. And who would that benefit? My family, my friends, my world where I was working on things and trying to help. You wouldn't use this power to hurt or to kill? No! And the rest of you? We know you have killed before. We know you are around and using your magic for what seems like the good of others. But how can you be so sure? Yeah, we killed, but it's not like we meant to. We only did it to save ourselves. It was really only in dire circumstances that it came down to that. You're right, sometimes it did get a little too much, but that's because we were learning how our own magic worked. I think as we grow and try to get to that point of being able to go home, we're going to be able to control it better. There's going to be less casualties along the way. Some would argue that you did the wrong thing by keeping so many alive. It's just the differences in lifestyles. As I said, it's the perspective. I'm sorry for all the questions. I'm just trying to figure out where your needles point. He takes another long sip of his beer and sits up. <sighs> the magistrate is a problem. And we need to know what they are up to. If they're using this serum on prisoners, they may have other things planned that would stop magic users from being able to use their magic. I have a favor to ask all of you. It may affect the university and Maynard's ability to learn here. I do not know if you know this, but Princess Velaspian of Valorith is to be wedded to Prince Thuridan of Elvarath in three days' time. Oh, hype. I wanted to go to that party. <gasps> Wedding crashers. Yeah, we saw a flyer. This event... It may be not what we're expecting. It is a joining of the two cities by blood. But it might be more than that. The royal family of Elvarath allows the magistrate to operate within their walls, and they follow the magistrate rules of disallowing magic for commoners. Valorith is quite the opposite. 
quarrels between Valorithi royals and the Magistrate are not uncommon. With the royals' desire to keep magical tradition and allow their people the god-given gift of magic, there is often tension. I am worried this event will be more than a marriage to strengthen the two cities. You think it means the Magistrate's going to try to take Valorith? Or at least have a better hold on those that are higher up and have more status in the world. A joining of royal families is never as simple as it sounds. So, what are you trying to say? You want us to crash this wedding? As of right now, I just want you to go there and figure out anything you can about the wedding. I have secured some tickets to the wedding ceremony and the ball afterwards, and I think the assistance would be great, even if you are just there to watch the ceremony. So we technically don't have to do anything except show up and party, bro. And be present if something goes wrong. Okay. Are you going to supply us with some nice clothing? Yeah, we don't have much. We can do that. Okay. All right. My normal dress is actually pretty good. And some money to buy food and drinks. And I think it's an open bar. Ah, okay. Free drinks, Xander. All right, everybody, let's take five. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Two years ago, Alaska Curtis was murdered in the woods. He was found shoeless in a pool of his own blood. Now, after taking time to mourn, Alaska's brother is looking for the killer. This isn't a wanted ad. No, this is a podcast, and it's called Who Killed Alaska? Who Killed Alaska is a fictionalized true crime podcast about two people competing to solve Alaska's death. Boo Curtis is trying to unravel the mystery while his rival, Detective Denver, is hot on the trail. This spooky story will be perfect for your Halloween season, so tune in for thrills, ridiculous hijinks, supernatural twists, found family friendships, and plenty of queer romance. The series is supported by Patreon donations, which means it's available for free, yes, for free, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the podcast, Who Killed Alaska, now wherever you listen. Irreverent, lawless, and loads of chaotic fun. Welcome to Loners by D.B. Bray and Wahida Clark. A mess of merry mercenaries led by our main hero, if you could call him that, Yari Rockjaw, who is just aching to put his bounty hunting days behind him and finally live the quiet life he's craved all these years. You see, bounty hunting is a complicated job, some love you, most despise you. But one thing was certain. If Yari received your contract, you were as good as dead. This book promised to be such good fun, and let me tell you, it did not disappoint. It is a rip-roaring, hearty adventure full of humor and plenty of fast-paced action scenes. The tempo is set from the get-go and continues relentlessly throughout the story, with D.B. Bray and Wahida Clark never letting their foot off the throttle. 
As they lurch from one misadventure to the next, things become slightly more complicated, and Yari and his bunch of loners find themselves in one impossible predicament after another. So, if you're looking for a new book that'll grab your attention immediately and will take you on one hell of an adventure, look no further than Loners. And be sure to grab the audiobook, narrated by Walt Allen, who truly brings all of these unique characters to life and describes this beautiful world flawlessly. Loners, by D.B. Bray and Wahida Clark. Pick up your copy of the audiobook today on Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. Quiet on set! We're rolling in three, two, one, action! Let me tell you what I know about the royal family so you have some idea of the situation. Prince Thuridan is young, and he has not yet pledged his loyalty to the magistrate for when he takes the throne from his father. There are rumors, though, that the magistrate has become more involved with the Elvarath Guard and some influential figures in Elvarath have proposed working with the Magistrate. I am worried some whispers are reaching Prince Thuridan's ears and affecting his thoughts on the matter without him realizing. Princess Velaspian is equally young. She's apparently a mother's girl and follows anything her mother says. Queen Valesa is a strong proponent of magic and wants nothing to do with the Magistrate like many of her supporters. The Princess's love for Prince Thuridan and her love for her mother will lead to some interesting decisions for her to make. And those decisions will affect two of the largest cities in Fendrea and all of their inhabitants. I feel this peace that is happening in Valrith may be tenuous at best, and this marriage may lead to terrible things in the city. I, I normally stay out of politics, but with the Magistrate being involved and accompanying the Elvarath Royal Guard, I fear the worst. We must make sure the Magistrate is not influencing this wedding for their own gain, we want the wedding to sway in the favor of Princess Velaspian. We do not want her choosing the Magistrate's side and swaying all of Valorith. So how does the monarch, like, is, because you're just, you can be a queen of, like, a city, or is it a whole country? It is the city and the surrounding areas, and then any minor provinces who pledge themselves to you. So if a prince of Alvarath marries a princess, are they both first in line for the throne? Their own thrones? Correct. So what happens? Where are they going to live? Which one are they going to... They can't take both, right? They may. How? Which one rules? You know what I mean? Like, is it a... King versus queen does... This hasn't happened very often where first in lines marry each other. Keep them separate, but rule over them together as one cohesive unit. Much like, like Valorith rules over Pastel. I'm just trying to understand who has power over what. Yeah, but they don't pay us to understand politics, right? Who becomes the queen of what? Like, what is the title then? You are the queen of... Elvarath and Valorith? Is that just how, or do you name it Elvarolorith? It is dependent on the city. For instance, Queen Valesa of Valorith is currently unmarried, widowed. If we're trying to get some influence, Jet, you trying to be a king or something? <laughs> Me? Yeah, boy. You think I'm king worthy? 
you're my king. Oh my god. You <laughs> instant blush all over Jet's face. <laughs> From the couch, you hear, did someone call me? Did someone call me? Uh, he puts the book down and just walks over. I heard king. <laughs> hey, hey, Kingsley, I bet I'm, I'm tougher than you. I bet I could read so many more books than you. <laughs> <laughs> so, brain, brain kind of hurt now that that just means you're doing it right you just got to keep working that muscle bro it's just like every other muscle you work it till it hurts and then that no you know you're doing it right brain muscle <laughs> brain muscle many wrinkle in brain big brain big muscle big brain big muscle many wrinkle can you teach read Oh, yeah, yeah, come, come with me, come here. Y- y'all figure out the, the logistics of this Jet Becoming King thing, and I'll get Kingsley back into the reading. <laughs> Hop on the reading rainbow, bro, let's go. <laughs> so, Maynard will be taken care of here in the meantime while you are gone. Teaching him to be able to wield his magic will take some time. If he's ever going to be able to get you all home, wherever that may be, he will need to study hard. I do wish to know more of your magical desires in the future, but for now, this is a pressing matter. We will get you nice clothes before you leave. You will not be allowed weapons inside the city. Store them here or store them somewhere else. Would would I be able to sneak the guitar in? Is that possible? Will they care about my staff? Probably. Especially the magistrate being there. Do they detect magic, or is it? can it just be a fancy stick? Make sure you walk with a limp. Yeah, you could just say you needed to walk. What about my walking hammer? <laughs> Wait. Jet, do you think... Remember when I accidentally made you disappear this morning? Yeah. Do you think I could do that solely to your hammer? <gasps> you want to try? Sure. Do it. So it is invisibility, say a creature. Yeah. I'll concentrate on the hammer and just start walking over to Jet. I'm I'm sorry, I don't think it's working, and I'll hand him the hammer. And if our hands touch, I'm going to turn him invisible again. You turn him invisible again, and the hammer that he is holding. Oh well. <gasps> Ooh. We okay. We could do it that way. Uh. <laughs> How long does this last? What is this? Uh, I don't know. It lasted a little bit last time before I went away, but I feel like I could do it for a while as long as I'm. Just thinking about it, because that's what happened last time. I just... And he's back now. Just be careful. You probably should have left it on and see how long it lasted. We have to wait three days. True, we could do some test runs. Okay. After a little bit, Matthias says, we should uh, get you upstairs. Before too much of the university wakes up. And you can see about this time, Kingsley is... Oh, God. Oh, my God. And his arms start shrinking as he was just doing his best to learn the color blue and how to write it. Xander, I know how to do this. Uh, I mean, I, you didn't a minute ago. I'm, I, don't know, I don't know why you're mad at you, me. You poisoned me. Of course I didn't I know. did not. You, you just took it. You, you, I told you to give it. Whatever. Whatever. Are you ready to go upstairs? Yo, how do we do some side quests? We gotta, like, level up or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's Xander saying that. Not for real, though. You should get on your way as soon as you can. It is going to be at least a two-day trip to Valorith. You'd want to be there as soon as possible. Ooh, okay. Oh, shit. 
Who's who's taking the tickets? Who who's gonna hold on to these? Here you go, Xander. Oh, sick. Thanks, bro. I will put them in the donut bag. Oh, <laughs> aren't they gonna get all greasy? Eh, it'll remind us to to eat more donuts. That's all. Exactly. And that donut bag is pristine. It is a perfect paper bag. All right. So Matthias takes you upstairs and he closes the wall behind him back in his office. I'm going to keep Maynard here for a moment. Okay. Ah, uh, sounds cool. Gucci, my Louie. And you guys are back in the university. Do we have to go pack our things? Like, do we leave right now? Y'all want to grab some falafel for the road? Yeah. Ooh. All right, to the falafel place. Okay, we'll make sure we have all our stuff. Did we say we we're getting nice clothes? I-, I think I'm fine with my yellow dress, but the others? Matthias gave you some gold and told you of a store that's right next to the falafel place that wow. happens oh, to have luck. nice clothes. Perfect. How much uh how much gold did he give us? Exactly six. Six for that's fancy? It? Well, at least I'm good. Love me a twenty dollar suit. I'm just gonna uh, and I'm now wearing a blazer. I'm good. I don't need anything, guys. Uh use it on yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna be invisible the whole time, aren't I? We need to test that. Maybe I should get something nice. What if we disguise you as like one of the knights or like the guards? You know, you could just be like royal guard. I'm going to have to worry about that the whole time. Why don't I just blend in with the public? In your armor? No, no. I'll get something nice and fancy to wear. So you're not going to wear your armor. Here's the thing, though. If we slide you in the queen's sheets, she'll let you do whatever you want. Whoa. You might as well just go in your birthday suit, honestly. Trench coated up. Why? Uh, what sheets? The queen's sheets. No. Oh, Aw, he's shy. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation takes place as you're leaving the university. And at the front gate, you see, again, Finn and Torbeck are here advertising for the university. And as you walk down, you see Finn turns around, gets all excited. Hey, hey, I got you guys. I told you. And he pulls out a bag of gummy owl bears. Oh, shit. Oh. I'll take those and hit him up for a dap because I'm much appreciative. He hits you up for that dap. Xander, as you take it, roll me a d20 to see how many owl bears are in this package. 14. Are these made with gelatin? Oh, yeah. Oh. Aww. I can't. I can't have it. We have a party to crash. Uh, we're going to get falafel, though. You guys head down, grab some falafel, and you go to, it is called Fancy Pantsy. As we walk in, I'm going to pant Sebastian. (laughs) What the hell, man? (laughs) Wait, here's the real question. He's got to roll strength. These are tight jeans. That is true. (laughs) If it was anybody else, it'd be fine, but these jeans are tight. All right, fair enough. How do I do with a zero? (laughs) You try to get down, and you pull. But Sebastian's still walking, so he pulls you, and you fall flat on your face. What the hell, man? Uh, I, sorry. Are you going for Bro, my wallet? I tripped. I, I, no, I just I fell. It's, don't worry about it. I'm sorry, okay. man. Well, try to, like, get a hold of my shoulders next time. You might get more balance. Don't try to grab my pants. They won't save you. My pants so damn tight, bro. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I fell on my keys. Xander and Jet, what do you guys get for clothing? I want suits and stuff. What color? Bright. Oh. 
pink. Oh, okay. oh trying to blend in, you like you said. <laughs> It's like a bright pink tuxedo top. Sounds like a prom situation. It's going to be really tight and I'm not going to have a shirt on under and then I'm just going to have bright pink shorts. But they're like above above knee. So with no shirt, you're obviously wearing no tie, right? No, I'm going to have a bow tie. You're going to have a bow tie even though you're not wearing a shirt. You look like a stripper. I have a tuxedo top, so I need to have a bow tie. But you said no shirt. It's un- It's unbuttoned halfway. It's fine. Xander, what did you get? Since I didn't want to have to take off any of my drip underneath, I got a robe that goes over my, like, armor and normal clothes, like my dope-ass shirt and my Gucci pants. Just goes over that, but it's underneath my two cloaks. So I got just layers on layers on layers, but it's this nice, dark royal blue. Like, it would be royal blue if you just shaded it up a little bit with gold trim around the collar and going down the the seams to the middle. It's gaudy as hell to a normal human, but Xander, it's drip. It's straight drip. The sales associate here is like, yeah, you look great. (gasps) Actually, actually, he's got a couple cape clips. They're also made of gold, and they actually just clip into this robe so you can clip in the Piwafui and the Cloak of Billowing. Oh my god. Hell yeah. I just traded gold coins for gold chains, but that's fine. I, I still have the snapback on, though. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> so I'm like, I've got this like robe with cloaks, but just a snapback on. Are you guys leaving Faramore and headed towards Valorith? Yep. And get, I get in the falafel, of course. Falafel to go. Yeah, did we get falafel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Leaving Faramore. Y'all head north out of the city. Going the opposite way you came into the city where you first encountered the Froblins and the little girl in the woods. You know you'll need to take a trip to the north for quite some time before heading east towards Duford to get back to Valorith. Travel for the first day is rather boring. Nothing too exciting happens. There are lots of clouds out that make it so it's kind of a dreary day. The wind blows here and there, but for the most part it is just super humid. So you're starting to sweat earlier into your travel than you normally would. This requires a few more stops along the way for like water and to rest, but you make it to a fork in the road. And the signs here are very familiar to you. This is how you found Faramore in the first place. There is a sign that says Duford and Valorith, and you can start heading east towards those two. No more than a half hour later, darkness starts to slowly descend upon Fendrea as the moons come out and the sun begins setting. Hmm. And we are nowhere near a town. You do not seem to be. You don't know exactly how far Duford is, but that would be most likely the next place you arrive at. Should we go a little bit further and then pull over and willow it up? That sounds good to me. I can make it a little bit more. Yeah, sounds good to me. Maybe go two hours. You go two hours. So the darkness begins to descend upon Fendrea. Sebastian and Jet, you start to not be able to see without some sort of light source. You start walking into less forest and starting to get to more of a hilly area. Xander, give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, God. You are next to Jet, so you get that plus two. I got a nat 20. Hell yeah. You're just hungry. Anybody got a snack? I mean, when I willow up, I can give you a good berry. All right, hype. 
I'll wait till then. We've got rations too, but you know. A little bit further down the road, it looks like you guys are getting rather tired. It looks like you have not seen Duford yet or any sign of civilization. Time to just pull off and hop into some trees. Nap time. Pull over. Yeah, let's pull off a little bit off the road so we're not immediately visible. Around you, again, it's getting more hilly in this area. There's The trees are more spread out, so you don't have a ton of cover. And Blueberry, you're, you're willowing. Yep. Spending one charge to willow it up. With willow and the alarm spell, you can decide if it is mental or audible, as well as who would not set it off. Do you want to give me those now? And we'll kind of use that for the future unless you decide to change it. So you can either have it be an audible sound so everyone in the area hears it or just you in your brain. And then you can decide if Sebastian were to go out and pee or something and like move through the leaves. You can decide if that would wake you or not. Everyone hears it. And nobody can leave. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll make sure everyone knows that. So pee before. Okay. What if I struggle in the middle of the night? Can we make like a smaller willow that's just for pee breaks? Just like inside the willow. (laughs) Can you, you can't do like a little porta potty out of branches. We'll put it up next to a bush. Okay. okay. So there's a bush within the willow. There's enough of these willows just around the bush that you can like pull it closed as a curtain for a moment while you're peeing. Perfect. (laughs) Only peeing, everyone, please. And let's keep at least one person awake at all times for a watch or should we just rely on the alarm? I think we can give it a shot. I think it'll do the job. Tonight feels like a good night to test it. Well, I'll I'll stay up half the night since I only need to meditate. Okay. Blueberry, as you are awake, give me a perception check. Okay. 14? No, 15. Math. You can see that the three Fendrayan moons are out above you. As you're kind of sitting here watching, you notice that this is the first time you've ever seen them directly in a line, one after the other. This doesn't seem to happen all that often because of how they move, but they're in like a perfect line. And it is bathing the area in a nice glow. Hmm. Okay. And your four hours is up. So you feel like it's a good time to go sleepy time. Yeah, go sleepy time. With that, long rest is over as Frederick is playing around in the willow tree in the morning and accidentally drops a good berry on Jet's head. (laughs) I'm going to roll my recharges for the willow. Two more charges. Xander, there's something in your pocket. I want to find that good berry that fell on my head and eat it. Good breakfast. Mmm. Fifteen. You already have one of these. It's another chapstick that keeps on changing flavors. I'm going to toss it to uh, Sebastian. My lips are perfect all the time. I'm going to throw it to Jet. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, it's, it's resistance to whatever element you decide on, I think. How many uses does it have? One. One. You're looking a little chapped, my guy. Yeet. Awesome. I'm going to eat a good berry for breakfast. 
slash lunch slash dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys headed out? Yeah. Think so. Picking up the stick. On the road again. Heading away from the camp. You jump back on the road, heading east towards Duford. As you move, the trees get fewer and far between. The ground starts becoming again more hilly as grass overtakes the majority of the ground cover. Now you can start to see little farmhouses, generally built on the top of these hills, sometimes resting between hills. The hills themselves generally have crops on them if they are not too steep of an incline. Other steeper hills have been terraced, looking like massive dirt steps that hold crops and flowers. These houses look like their scale is kind of off. They look relatively small, yet they're also two stories. It looks like they are squished versions of normal houses, not quite as tall as you'd expect. And as you continue forward, where you can see more hills and many more of these houses, you see ahead of you is a small halfling man. Blonde hair, blue eyes, dressed to the nines. Frilly shirt coming out from under a thick fabric jacket that accentuates his small chest. A small hat that is about the size of a closed fist that sits on the back of his head. And he's holding a cane, though he's holding it in the air, towards the branches of a tree. You get down from there, you! I paid good money for you, and you will obey my commands, Mort! Mort? Like from Madagascar? (laughs) Oh my god. So what's in the tree? It's an owl. It's an owl? (gasps) An owl. Why is your owl in the tree, my guy? Oh, he has gotten out of his cage. Please, I need to get him back now. Help me, please. Can I get an understanding of, like, how the owl's feeling? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, give me nature. I'm not good at that. Ten. You can see that this owl is chilling in this tree. It kind of keeps looking down a little bit towards this small halfling man. He's not high in the tree at all. He's like seven foot in the tree. But because this halfling man is so small, he can't quite reach him. And you can see the owl keeps on like closing its eyes. And then this man will scream and he'll open the eyes again. Looks like the owl's a little sleepy. It's donut time, baby. I think your owl is tired. Yes, and he can sleep when he gets back to his cage. Please, I need him for protection. I'm going to try to call the owl to me. Come here, little guy. Let's bring you to bed. Give me animal handling. What do you mean protection? Yeah, protection from what? Eight. You can see the owl just kind of looks at you and then closes his eyes again. (sighs) Can I pull out some donuts and try the same thing? Give me a d6 roll. Six donuts. Now, can I try to do the same thing? Yeah, with a donut? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give you a full-on advantage for this. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe, could it be like just like a plus something? Plus one. Yeah, okay. Eight. (laughs) Again, this thing looks at you. It kind of does that thing where it ruffles its feather and then kind of like sits down a little bit. Almost looks like it doesn't have a neck for a moment as it's trying to get comfy. Hey, Jet. Yeah. Are you tall enough to like see if he's okay? Seven feet high? With your arms, you could probably get up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could at least reach it with my hammer. No, you could just reach your arm up. Yeah. See if he'll come to you. All right. I'll slowly walk over and uh, try to coerce the little guy onto my hand. Give me animal handling. Yeah, kitty, kitty, kitty. I just rolled a five, so eight. 
Oh Are you serious? <laughs> Again, this thing actually, as you put your hand up, it moves slowly up this branch further out of your reach now. Mort, I need you! You must get back at your porch by nighttime! Oh my god, you guys are the worst at this. Sebastian, get out, get on my shoulders. Can we just finish this? Here, hold on. I'm gonna pull Daisy around, look up at the owl, and give it a pat on the head of the guitar, and I'm gonna start playing Fireflies by Owl City and try to get it to come down. Oh my god. Do not tell me this works. Give me animal handling. I will also give you a plus one, because I like that. Natural 20. Jeez. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> you're killing this. That's a 23. <laughs> it is beautiful. Um, You can see as you start playing, this little hoot hoot looks up, and it kind of opens its eyes, and then it flies over and lands on the head of Daisy as you're playing, and then you can see it starts bopping its head up and down with the beat. <laughs> I know, man. It's a banger. Uh, it, Here you are, sir lean the guitar over towards him. <laughs> Mort, you get here now! And he pulls his cane out, and Mort doesn't move. Uh, maybe ask nice? I don't know. <laughs> Will you just bring him to his cage, please? Blueberry? Where's his cage? And he points to a house that is less than 50 feet from you guys. Can I see what this guy's deal is? Yeah, I'm going to cast message to Blueberry. Oh, that's my second nat one. You're more focused on the owl dancing. That's just adorable. Oh. What are you messaging to me? Uh, Blueberry, does this seem sketchy? He's not sketchy. He's so cute. Look at him. Bobbin. Guys, are you okay if we just quick pit stop and I can drop this owl off? Yeah. Yeah, as long as we get rid of this owl, it's fine. He kind of cute. I wish I could take him. He vibing hard. This little halfling man, he's using his cane to walk. Walks very quickly to this house, opens the door. Sebastian, you even have to, even though you're not super tall, you still have to duck your head in to get into this rather small house. In this main entryway, it, this seems like a very open style house, especially this first floor. And there is a cage in the corner that is currently open. Please, Mort! Go back to your cage. I'll head over to the corner and lower the guitar down and see if he'll kind of hop off. Are you coaxing him to hop off? Yeah, I guess. Mort hops onto his little perch in there as the little halfling man closes the cage. Thank you very much. Charmed. And he bows. He puts his hand to his chest and goes, Quillian, Ulysses, Ignatius, Lexington, Thatcher. Nice to meet you. Oh my god, please tell me someone got that, because I'm not going to remember that. William Ignatius Ulysses Thatcher. Quillian Ulysses Ignatius Lexington Thatcher was created by Simon Sadal over on Patreon. Hey! Awesome. (laughs) That's so good. Thank you, Simon. Thank you much. This could have been very bad if he was not back at his perch. By nighttime. How does he protect you? He's awake at night and will watch for any intruders and awaken the family if anyone is here. Oh. So you're not here alone? No. Well, yes, now. Not always. Family lives upstairs, yes. Okay, well, nice to meet you. 
try not to let him get out again, I guess. I would never. I would not let my sweet Clarissa be taken. What? Clarissa? thought you said it was named Mort. No, my daughter is Clarissa. Mort is security. Who's trying to take your daughter? We have no idea. Why are you worried, then? Girls have been disappearing in the night. Oh, I remember about it. The chupacabra, bro. I remember we saw the thing about this. The chupacabra? What? Bro, all right. Y'all remember there's that posting about people being, like, abducted? uh, And they're looking for, like, there's, like, a side quest. Y'all, we got to come back here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Was it on the sign? Yeah, it was on the, the signpost when we were in uh when we left the prison. Oh yeah, they were looking for adventurers. Are we gonna have enough time for this? I mean, we we gotta no, make we're it. We're gonna come back. We're gonna come back. We gotta All go. Right. We gotta go to the wedding. We'll come back. We'll pin it in Google Maps <laughs> and we'll come back. All right, Siri, can you set a notification for a head <laughs> back? <a> reminder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for assistance. Please leave. Okay, uh, okay, well, okay. We I was for gonna... your trouble, and he flicks a gold at you, Sebastian. <laughs> Ding. As you head forward, you pass the main portion of Duford. There are no outer walls here; mostly just these sprawling hills. The road itself that you're on does not actually go through the main area of Duford, but there is a beautiful view from the road. There's an entryway with a large fountain, and carts surrounding the courtyard are full of all kinds of vegetables and fruits other people selling clothing and handmade goods of wood and art. Just to the side of the courtyard is an area where there are a ton of dogs currently running around and barking and playing together. Many of them have harnesses on them, and it looks like the cart handles would strap into these harnesses. Just behind, there is a valley where many hills form a flat area where a large building is. This one is five stories tall and towers over the rest, but doesn't look like a castle. It looks very similar to the houses and shops you see all around, just on a larger scale. More windows, more doors, more stories. We're just passing through here? Yeah, we're heading towards Valorith. Was there a reason we need to be there early, like a day early? He said, like, get there as soon as you can, right? Get a good lay of the land? I don't know. I mean, maybe we have to plan out. Maybe there's there's somebody we got to talk to when we get there. How are we going to figure that out? Heading further east, you travel for many more miles and many more hours. Hills stay hills for quite some time. It does seem like it is getting dark again quickly. Yeah, let's go a couple hours after dark and then off the road with the willow. Xander, give me a wisdom saving throw. Two nights in a row. Why is this happening? Uh, 17. Xander, you're kind of hungry. Hey, yo, anyone got a snack? You just got mad donuts, bro. Did you not already have a... Goodberry? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just feeling kind of peckish right now. We had six donuts. What did you do with them? We ate them. I ate them. I don't know, dog. I'm just hungry. <laughs> I didn't eat my donut. You can have my donut. Yeah, I got one left. Ah, oh, sweet. All right, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. You guys head a little bit after dark. There's a fork in the road that you do recognize, even though it is dark out. Where you know that northward is Elvarath and southward is Valorith and Pastel. Ploft Road, find a uh, something. Uh, a little clearing. Yeah. This area is not too busy, not too crazy. It's, it's very easy to find, like a small area. The trees are starting to come back. So you're able to find like a small clearing, which would easily hold Willow. Blueberry, you're staying up for the first half of the night again? Yeah. Give me perception. 
Natural 20 plus a fair amount. Plus seven. 27. Jeez. You are very aware of everything around you. You can hear that Jet is slowly, not really snoring, just that little like in his sleep. (laughs) You can even hear every once in a while Sanders' tummy growls just a little bit. What is wrong with that boy? You do your four hours, do another four hours of sleep, and another long rest. Feel free, Willow and Pocket Roll. Willow, five more charges. So, maxed up at six. Uh, nine. Xander, you just, what the hell? And it just, oh, it keeps on going. You pull out. It's a long stick that you used to use as a walking stick when you're out in the desert. Oh. <laughs> what? Damn, I thought I lost this one. This was a good stick. You know when you're like out in the woods and you're like, Ooh, good stick. Make for good spear. And you're like, bro, I don't need a spear. Like, I'm civilized. I, I I can do whatever I want. But your, like, monkey brain is like, good stick, good spear. So you keep the stick. <laughs> that was this stick. So, damn. Did you carve anything into it? Does it have a name? Nah. You can't name a stick. They go too easily. So, heading southward, a half hour or so after the signs, you start to see in the distance Valorith. The tall white walls and green peaks glisten in the distance off the bright sun overhead. To your west now, you can see the Valorith docks, which are currently filled with ships. Many of them have sails, with an eye, flame atop its lid. These ships look exactly like the ones you were stopped by on Jatoba's ship. Closer to the bridge, you can see on the other side of this road that widens to get up to the massive bridge is a sea of tents. Elvarath guard and magistrate members all in and around these tents, any joking and being merry, drinking in the sun, some playing dice games. <sighs> I don't know what we should do with the rest of the day. How do we, like, figure out the situation without being weird? I don't know. I, we got a game plan somehow. Are we just going to show up to this wedding and see what happens? Should we at least go to the the spot where they're holding the ceremony and maybe just get a lay of the land, see what it's going to be like, maybe see how many guards and everything are going to be there? Sure. We could always scope it out. I guess we could ask if they need help setting up. True. Maybe they could use an extra hand. Was there something that we were specifically supposed to do besides just like keeping an eye on things or were we supposed to like try and prevent something from happening or are you just supposed to be like be here we were just told to keep an eye on things and see what we could find out i'm sure it'll all go smoothly yeah that's exactly what happens every time uh, we always say that and, and yeah <laughs> how many people are invited to this thing are people gonna be like who invited you where did you get these tickets like why did why did matthias have tickets Good question. Maybe it was like a lottery system. <laughs> How would he have acquired them? Well, like, think about it. It's a royal wedding. It's probably like one of those, like, big events that takes over the whole city, right? Yeah, true. And not Maybe not the whole city, but, like, a lot of the city is invited. So, like, I bet not everyone knows the bride and groom. They're just like, oh, you need to come to the royal wedding. You're a diplomat. You're an aristocrat. You're a... He is one of the major schools around here, I guess. Like, do we need to have a story? All wedding crashers have good stories that link to the family. We're not crashing. We have tickets. Mm, are we, though? I mean, 
We have tickets. We could just be like, oh, we're, uh, we're representatives of one of the local schools. We could just be honest and be like, we're representatives of Matthias' school of magic. True. Oh, but then if we fuck up, uh, we might give Matthias a bad name. Sorry, when we fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Should we just go check out the site? See if they're setting up? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Do we assume it's the tents? <laughs> the tents look like a military encampment. Oh, JK. Okay, let's try to go in and see if our tickets get us in. For the very first time, you head across the bridge to Valrith. The bridge is long, and it takes quite a long time to get across. It is made up of large stone bricks. The wind whips above you, but you rarely feel it that much because of tall walls on either side of you. There are interspersed openings in the walls so you can see off the bridge and down to the land and sea around you. The bridge is extremely wide. There are carts moving up and down with relative ease as the long stones are flat enough to give them a smooth surface for their wheels to move across. From the start of the bridge, you can't even see Valrith because of how the bridge arches in the center. Over time, you slowly start to see the peaks of the tall buildings and Valrith itself comes into view. After another 10 minutes of walking, you are coming closer to the gate. There does seem to be a small line to get into the gate. Probably is much better than if you showed up tomorrow. Most people here are wearing some fancy clothes, most of them rather dark and earthy in color. Many of the people in line are human, but there are some interspersed halflings, dwarves, and some dragonborn. You hear some people getting sent away for not having their tickets ready, not being properly dressed. One man entered the city but came right back out yelling, How am I supposed to defend myself if I give you my sword? Oh, So we probably can't go past here without the weapons? Not even into the city? Dang, they got this locked up tight. What if we did our, our little trick, Sebastian, to, to go get a better look in there? Yeah, and maybe maybe if we just get past this checkpoint, you know, the invisibility comes off, we can just say you're a guard. I mean, you're decked out in the armor, and you'll have your hammer and everything. It won't have the, like, insignias. Uh, oh, I could do it to myself and carry your hammer and shield in. In my bag. I got so many daggers in here. Oh, yeah, and all your knives. And you can hide them in a good spot. I don't think we can do this. It's worth a shot, if you want. I don't think it's worth a shot, but I say that as someone who does not need weapons. Mm, kind of same. I mean, hey, there's no telling that we even need to fight anyone. We're just here as guests, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is going against my better nature, <laughs> but maybe we just hand over what we need as long as we can get it back. Okay. I think you could keep your shield. I think as long as it's just protection, it's not going to hurt anyone. <gasps> Xander, put a knife in my guitar hole. <laughs> <laughs> These daggers are not going to do enough damage to be worth getting caught. I could put the distraction dagger in there, though. Exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll put a distraction dagger in the guitar hole. <laughs> If anyone needs a D&D pickup line, there you go. <laughs> Is that a distraction dagger in your guitar hole, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> so that's the plan. Give them your stuff and then continue in. Well, I'm just going to walk normally with my staff. Have a limp. As if it's like a walking staff. I'm not going to have a limp. I'm just going to, you know, 
walk on it normally and act like it's not anything special and see if anyone mentions it. I am going to walk with my hammer as a walking hammer. <sighs> and I am going to have a slight limp oh, no. to try to make it seem like I need it to walk. Come on. Getting to the front of this line, there's a Valorth guard. Tickets. I pull him out. Get in line for weapon check. And he points just inside the gates where there's a long table set up. There are four magistrate guards here checking in weaponry and searching all guests that arrive. There are four lines going to these magistrate members. The lines are only like three to four people deep. When looking at this table, one of these magistrate guards you recognize. What? Last time you saw him, he wasn't wearing a magistrate uniform. But looking over, you see a big, beefy, bald human wearing an eye patch. Oh, oh, no. He grabs a war axe from the person across the table and puts it behind him. Scud is here taking weapons. God oh, damn it. Son of a bitch. Oh, this isn't going to work now. He knows. He's going to check me. I changed my hair. Wait, we look different. Oh, yeah, we all look different. <laughs> he's he's not smart enough to realize that. He's only got one eye. He's got disadvantage. <laughs> you guys know he has both eyes. Yeah, but he's only looking with one. So disadvantage perception checks. Does he have a Gucci symbol branded into him or did he run away before that? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> From the front of the line, you hear a male voice who is clearly unhappy say, Scud, for the sake of the gods, please just let me through. I have places that I need to be, and you are making this very difficult. Plus, I don't understand why you wear an eye patch when you can clearly see with both eyes. I'm the one with a blind eye, and I don't even wear an eye patch. And for today, that's a wrap. Thank you all so much for listening, and thank you all so much for one year of Cast Party. We got some awesome stuff ahead, like our next guest adventurer, Gabe Hicks, also known as Gabe James Games. Join us in two weeks. We love you, and goodbye. Hey! Goodbye! Bye! Xander's Abduction is our very first Patreon stretch goal, and we are nearly there. At 100 patrons, we will be running an intense ridiculous, hilarious, and probably very stressful, well, for Xander, one shot depicting the story of Xander's abduction. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty and let's make it happen. You can also check out the loads of exclusive content from the cast and crew, like Behind the Scenes, which drops after every single Cast Party episode, where you can hear more about our conspiracy theories, our thoughts on the story, behind-the-scenes info you won't get anywhere else, and all the ridiculous nonsense in between. You'll also receive The After Party, which drops the first of every month for our patrons. And if you loved our free episode like Yarrell's or The Pungent, you will adore the other crazy one-shots and miniseries we've got waiting for you. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. You'll also receive access to our community Discord, where we host live listening parties with all of us on the release night of every single Cast Party episode, as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do at the end of every Cast Party episode. Speaking of, this week's merch giveaway winner is... Isuik! 
But hey, if you want some merch for yourself to rock around town, head on over to cast-party.myshopify.com. We just dropped a bunch of limited edition one-year anniversary merch that you will not want to miss. Thank you all again so much from the bottom of our hearts for one year of Cast Party. And we'll see you in two weeks so we can crash this damn wedding. See ya! I think Vince just sat on his nuts. You guys like my women want me fish fear me hat? (laughs) That's amazing. I was wondering what it was. I'm loving it. Anya had ordered two of them. Well, she ordered one. They sent her the wrong hat. So she ordered another one and then they sent her both. So she gave me one. So now we've got matching hats. Okay, okay, next in line. Come on, people. Gotta guard Valorant from the blood magics. Rosendo, you're set. I know you're too good to do anything. <laughs> Saint E. Love, come on. Hand it over. I know that fireball scroll is down your pant leg. Come on, come on. Next. Eric Five, my favorite Valorith resident. Eric, is this poison? <laughs> Got him. I know, it's just a water skin. <laughs> Ebab Flow is with you. I'm gonna trust you, Eric, to keep an eye on him. He's a sneaky little bugger. Well, if it isn't the Pungent Master himself, you here for the wedding? You better vow to be good in my city. Sorry, I'm still working on my puns. I'll catch you next time. Jesky Fire, bring in the heat with that wedding outfit. <laughs> Did you hear that one, Wartorn? Oh, he's gone already. Sorry, Jesky, you're all set. Head on in and don't set my city ablaze. Ash, hey, you're what's gonna happen when the city burns down, right? What? Right, right, he's gone already. Come on, get it together, Scud. Send the new guy through, he's clear. Next, Neork. That's a new one. All weapons on the table. Wow, I'm glad I stopped you. That's, that's a lot of weapons. Ah, Dubward, my buddy old pal. What do you mean you don't know me? I know you. How do I know you? Well, uh, you see... You're clear. Head on in and enjoy your stay in Valrith. God, I hope he doesn't use that warhammer. Or I am so being sent back to Wooded Holly.